Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. Good to have you aboard with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 158. I am your host, Chris Russell. You can reach me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Make sure you also follow at Locked Redskins for all sorts of different content. Try and keep the content on both of those Twitter accounts a little bit different, so you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, kind of depending on what you're looking for. And obviously on my regular account, I do more than just Redskins coverage, although it is Redskins-centric and Redskins-heavy, lots of breaking news, rumors, and all that kind of good stuff, analysis, links, and um, more on both Again, at WrestleMania621 and at Locked Redskins. And if you're a big NFL fan, and why not? Why don't you make sure you follow at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. You get longer stories and cuts uh, on the Instagram feed and as well coverage from all of our correspondents at Locked On NFL Net. So there you go. Coming up on today's episode number 158, we'll talk about Ben Kotwika, my guy, special teams coordinator, leaving the Washington Redskins for the Atlanta Falcons. That has happened since we last chatted uh, on episode number 157 as well. Who might be going? Who might be staying? Who wants out? Potential defensive candidate uh, coordinator choices and some contract situations for a couple of the assistants, plus some Redskins alumni getting new coaching jobs. We'll tell you who and what two big names there. And as well, former Redskin assistant coach getting the heave-ho in Cincinnati. Plus, we'll put Jamison Crowder in our skin spotlight, and we'll let you hear from the potentially outgoing young wide receiver, Jamison Crowder, a free agent, as he met with the media uh, right after the season ended at Redskins Park. So a lot to do. On this episode, let's get to it. Ben Kotwika, special teams coordinator for the Washington Redskins, leaving, as we mentioned. And look... Um, Ben Kotwika was the coach in episode number 156. Uh, if you listen to that, that we mentioned um, and that we talked about, uh, but did not identify, just so you know. Uh, I was told last Friday that Ben Kotwika, Jim Tom Sula, and Bill Callahan wanted out. I was able to confirm through other sources that Bill Callahan uh, indeed is of that ilk and wants out. Uh, same with Jim Tom Sula. The, the information was not as easy to come by on Kotwika, uh, but certainly it makes sense based on what I was told originally uh, and the fact that Kotwika was still under contract and was granted permission to talk to the Atlanta Falcons because he was still under contract, and then he quickly signed a deal to become the Atlanta Falcons special teams coordinator. And if you look and you say, well, why is, you know, why would he go to Atlanta? Well, number one, I think it's a much, much, much more stable organization and franchise. I don't think that should be shocking to anybody. Uh, two, you know, you have to look at it from this perspective. 
if they don't win in Atlanta next year, it's very likely Dan Quinn could be out as well. So Ben Codwick is kind of taking a chance here. Now, maybe he got three or four year contract that he was looking for from the Redskins and they didn't give it to him or they weren't willing to give it to him. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is Ben Kotwika left the Redskins when still under contract, was granted permission to talk to the Falcons, accepted their job pretty quickly here within the last week. Uh, and within the last couple of days, it became official. And again, really didn't have to, again, because he was under contract. Now, did he potentially get more security in Atlanta? That I don't know. The The answers to that are hard to come by. And I did reach out to Coach Kotwika, uh, and, you know, much to his style, he did not want to comment on any of that. Uh, so I just leave it alone and wish him the best. Uh, this is a guy who fought for this country uh, in um, – on enemy lines and, you know, as, as a member of our military. And it's a guy that I've known since 2014 when Jay Gruden first took over and when he was hired away uh, after coaching with the New York Jets. Uh, there aren't many, I guess, more disciplined and more structured men that I've coached or that I've been around in the coaching community than Ben Cotweek. And I, I do think the Redskins are going to miss him. Is he irreplaceable? Absolutely not. Am I sitting here to tell you that the Redskins were perfect on special teams? Of course not. There's That would serve me no purpose to tell you that because it's not true. The bottom line is, is they did have their best year this year, largely because of Tressway's exploits. Very, very good. Even though his overall numbers as a punter were not very good, according to Pro Football Focus. Again, for whatever you take in their grading, uh, they only had him at a 69.2 overall. And Dustin Hopkins was very good. Uh, the bottom line is, is they did allow the one big return in Jacksonville. And they didn't get anything out of their return game at all, which is pretty much par for the course, except for a couple of big Jamison Crowder returns as a punt returner in 2016. That was about it. The kick return game has always been beyond mediocre, uh, and the punt return game has always struggled. So it's not like they can't replace Ben Kotwika, but I'm telling you from a discipline, from an organization, from a structure standpoint... Ben Kotwika knew what he was doing and had his stuff in gear and finally was rewarded with some success from especially his punter and his kick uh, and, and, and his field goal kicker, his place kicker uh, this year. And, and I'm just on a personal note, sad to see him leave because I enjoyed being around him uh, in the time that I've covered him. So I wish him the best. I hope it works out for him and his family in Atlanta. They're good people. Uh, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed, again, getting to cover and know and talk to Ben Cutweek over the last uh, five years. So we wish him the best. Now, J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, as we record this, had a note uh, late on Thursday night that the Redskins could be targeting Larry Izzo as Cutweek's replacement. And you say, well, I know that name. Sure. He's been with the Seahawks as an assistant special teams coordinator uh, this year. He's bounced around. He was with the Houston Texans, of course, was a multi-time Pro Bowl player uh, as a special teamer with the New England Patriots. He was on their coaching staff uh, as well. So uh, that is certainly a possibility there um, in terms of what J.P. Finley is reporting for Larry Izzo. I had not heard that name uh, up until Thursday night, so we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe by the time you listen, there might be some news on that front 
Uh, but it would be very interesting to see what the Redskins do in, indeed to kind of replace Katwika. Now, listen, it's not as hard to replace a special teams coordinator, quite honestly, as it is a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. It just doesn't have the same cachet. Uh, but the bottom line is, is it's still a very important hire. And, you know, nobody would dispute that Larry Izzo doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, as both a player and a, a coach, probably, because he's, again, been geared and reared uh, around some really good coaches and, of course, Bill Belichick. But there is a difference between being able to um, play at a high level and then coach at a high level. And to be able to communicate that to your players and to be able to overcome all of the changing parts that special teams units have to incorporate because you're dealing with so many injuries across the board uh, and you're dealing with so many variables that it becomes really, really hard uh, to kind of have a certain level of expectation in terms of what it absolutely is going to happen on all of your various different units. Remember, most people just kind of look at it as the punter and the kicker. Instead, it's the punt return team, the punt coverage team. It's the kick return team. It's the punt kick coverage team. Uh, it's the kickoff return team. It's the punt return to like there's seven different units that all kind of go into one uh and usually it's the bottom of the roster type guys so we'll see what happens with Larry Izzo more on that to come uh as we go through the offseason here on the Locked on Redskins podcast it is episode number 158 good to have you aboard with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast when we come back uh, we will go through the updated defensive coordinator situation and a couple of other coaching situations. Plus, we will hear from Jamison Crowder as we put him in the Skins spotlight right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 158. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading us. And away we go. All right, guys, it is episode number 158 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. So we covered the Ben Kotwika situation and the possibility that Larry Izzo could be coming in here, according to J.P. Finley from NBC Sports Washington. Um, now let's get to this information. On Tuesday, Todd Bowles officially chose to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had reportedly met with the Redskins. Uh, on episode number 157, we kind of went through all that and that possibility and where that stood and what else could be uh, a result of it. Uh, let's get through this because the Redskins still have a defensive coordinator in Greg Minuski. However, I was told that the name Greg Williams, former Redskin defensive coordinator and now former, reportedly, interim head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Greg Williams is a potential fit and, of course, that makes a lot of Redskins fans happy for various reasons, and a lot of them are good. Um, I was told that his name, at least, was on the front burn. Um, don't know where it's going. Don't know if anything is going to come of it. Uh, clearly a very controversial personality and character in both NFL circles and with the Redskins. There's a lot of people that feel there's no way that he would be able to bury his pride and come back here, and that's even if Dan Snyder wanted him to come back here or was willing to do it. Uh, there was a report based on something Fred Smoot had tweeted, a former Redskin defensive player under Greg Williams uh, and media analyst, uh, and I know Freddie, 
um, uh, four or five years ago that he said that Greg Williams told him he would be willing to come back and coach with the Redskins. So maybe if that's true, possibly that's a fit here. Uh, the bottom line is, is Greg Williams at least has drawn consideration from the Redskins. At least he has been mentioned as a possible defensive coordinator if they do choose, which clearly it looks like they are looking to upgrade from Greg Minuski. Now, there are other potential names that we'll just throw out there. I have no idea. I haven't heard specifically anything about these guys, but they are candidates for other jobs. They are a list of guys that I could come up with. Uh, and they are guys with some uh, past with the Redskins in some cases. Um, so just kind of running through the list, and we'll see what happens here. And, of course, again, we'll update as quickly as we can. So other names, Chris Richard, the former Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator, and he has worked with the Dallas Cowboys, especially with the passing game to help kind of Rod Marinelli. Uh, he has interviewed for a couple of head coaching positions. Doesn't look like he's going to get one. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um somehow he wants to leave Dallas. I don't know. I don't think so. But again, it's a name that you, I guess, should try and keep um, your eyes on uh, in, in a casual sort of way. How about Steve Wilkes, the former Arizona Cardinals head coach and former Panthers defensive backs coach? Steve Wilkes uh, reportedly had a good relationship with Josh Norman, who may or may not be here, as we kind of discussed in the last episode, and let you hear from Josh on. So that is, again, a name to keep an eye on. How about this? Rob Ryan and Rex Ryan. Yeah, both of them have been doing media. Rob Ryan, the Redskins interviewed him two years ago. I was able to break that story. Um, again, when they were looking for Greg, uh, ultimately uh, looking for Joe Barry's replacement and hired Greg Minuski, uh, they were, they interviewed Rob Ryan, the brother of Rex, the former Jet uh, head coach and Buffalo Bills head coach. Now, again, both have been doing media work and not coaching. So I doubt it, but it's just something to kind of throw out there. Marvin Lewis, the former Bengals now head coach, uh, he was fired about a week and a half ago. And he, of course, has some Redskins ties uh, as well way back before he became a coach with the Baltimore Ravens and ultimately the Cincinnati Bengals. Meanwhile, also, we know the name Joe Woods. That was a guy that the Redskins reportedly reached out to, perhaps tied to um, the, you know, the, the, uh, the pursuit of the coach that we talked about earlier in this week um, that the Redskins were going after Joe Woods, the former Bronco or last served as the Bronco defensive coordinator. Um, you know, so, so that is certainly a name, even though the report suggested that it was only for their defensive backs coach position. Again, you don't know if they were just targeting that and maybe they bring him in as a defensive coordinator. You don't know. Vance Joseph, the now former uh, Broncos head coach, has reportedly been linked to Arizona, perhaps Cincinnati as their new head coach, uh, as well Cleveland, where I believe he's interviewing Friday, 
and as well with now new New York Jets head coach Adam Gase, who he was an assistant under in Miami before getting the Denver job. So that's a name to kind of, again, keep an eye on. He hasn't been connected to the Redskins, but it's a possibility. As well, Chuck Pagano, the former Indianapolis Colts head coach. Uh, he has reportedly been linked to the Browns and the Cardinals. So again, that is a name uh, out there that could draw some interest. Uh, real quickly, before we get any further, Diana Rossini of ESPN, who used to work here in Washington, and as well my pal John Kime of ESPN, both report that Jim Tomsula's contract uh, has expired, defensive line coach of the Redskins, and Bill Callahan is still uh, under contract. Uh, again, as you recall, in the last episode and a couple of other episodes, we told you that both of those gentlemen won out, and it was part of a trio of coaches Callahan, Tom Sula, and Katwika that wanted out of Redskins Park. Well, we know how the Katwika situation ended. That's number one. Number two, we have now, again, Tom Sula's contract up, so theoretically he could just leave on his own for another job. Maybe he's waiting for the right fit in the right situation. And Bill Callahan still under contract and still under control. Now, that doesn't mean he can't leave, and that doesn't mean that the report that he wants out is not true. He could very much want out, and the Redskins could ultimately want him out, meaning Jay Gruden and others could want him out. We'll just have to see. I've been told he's Bruce Allen's guy still, uh, so if Bruce wants him to stay, I guess he might not have a choice, but that doesn't mean he's happy uh, to be here. All right, so that's the coaching situation as best we can lay it out. Why don't we do this? Um, we'll give you a couple of other news and notes here that we promised, and then we'll save all of the Jamison Crowder skin spotlight stuff for our final segment. Um, Jim Hazlitt, former Redskin defensive coordinator, uh, and, you know, I I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a pal of mine. I got to know Jim very, very well over his five years here with the team. Uh, and uh, we became friends, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, I know his family well. Uh, I've stayed in contact with all of them, uh, not as much as we used to, uh, but he was with Cincinnati the last several years after a one-year stint at Penn State and working as a linebackers coach. And uh, when they uh, lost Paul Gunther, who went to Oakland last year with John Gruden, uh, they brought in a new defensive coordinator, and that didn't work. And then he was promoted a little bit up the chain as Marvin Lewis was trying to um, continue his, uh, you know, grasp on on the organization there. And then ultimately, Marvin Lewis got fired. Well, also Jim Hazlitt has now been let go as well by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so unfortunately, has um, is out of a job, and I'm sure he'll catch on somewhere else unless he wants to retire. Uh, that was first reported um, by Michael Silver of NFL Network and Ian Rappaport as well. And then the two Redskin alumni that have new coaching jobs, Malcolm Kelly, remember him, 2008 second-round pick out of Oklahoma. Uh, so much consternation about that particular draft class, three second-round picks that really none of which uh, worked out. Fred Davis did for a little while along with Devin Thomas. Uh, who did win a Super Bowl as a special teams player for the New York Giants, but Malcolm Kelly was probably the worst from a production standpoint of the three. Came in with knee issues, had knee issues, and never really went anywhere. Anyway, Malcolm Kelly named the outside wide receivers coach at Arkansas State. Arkansas State, Malcolm Kelly, 
named the outside wide receivers coach. And Chris Samuels, of course, you remember him manning the left tackle position before Trent Williams did and doing it so well at a Pro Bowl level before injuries got the best of him. I covered Chris for my first year on the beat back in 2009 uh, and saw his last game in Charlotte, North Carolina when he got hurt again. He has been hired as the offensive coordinator uh, on the high school level at Northwest High School in Germantown, Maryland. Offensive coordinator Chris Samuels, Northwest High School in Germantown, Maryland. It's a pretty good program, so good for Chris. All right, that's going to do it for those news and nuggets and information and the defensive coordinator potential situation. We'll keep you up to date as best we can. When we return, we will have Jamison Crowder in the Skin Spotlight. We'll go inside the numbers via Pro Football Focus as well let you hear from Jamison with reporters uh, from after the Redskins season ended. But guys, you know the NFL playoffs are here, and even though the Redskins are, as usual, not a part of it, it is time that you can be a part of it and get in on the action with my bookie. Don't be the guy with rooting interest or no rooting interest as your buddies uh, and you get together to watch the games this January, either at a bar or wherever you might watch uh, games. You're going to have fun. You want to have a little more fun. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. They have great props. And when you bet, you know that MyBookie is the place to go. I trust them. You don't have to take my word for it. You check them out yourself. Join now. My bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for this playoff season. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON25 because at my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, we welcome you back. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 158. I am Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Let's put Jamison Crowder in the Skins spotlight first. We'll hear from him a couple of minutes as he met with reporters, potential free agent to be. Will he be back? And what does he make out of really two injury-filled seasons? Uh, this one more than... Um, 2017, but 2017, even though he didn't miss as many games, he just wasn't right in a lot of different ways. So Jamison Crowder with reporters as the Redskins cleaned out their locker. What is going through your mind, though, into the season? Um, you know, just another disappointing year. Um, you know, we kind of dealt with a lot of the same things from last season, um, you know, a lot of injuries. But Jason, is this kind of a weird situation for you, given that your contract will be up? Uh, yes, yeah, it is. I guess you could say it's a little weird. Um, you know, just don't know, you know, what's, what's going to happen right now. Just got to kind of just wait and see what's going on. So, yeah. Are you of the mind, uh, Jameson, to kind of let things play out and maybe see what's out there before, you know, really engaging in talks with, with these guys? Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm just, you know, just kind of just, you know, just waiting and seeing right now. You know, it's uh, just kind of seeing what's, what's going to happen. Um, and just, you know, just got to see, you know, when that time comes. It's, we'll kind of, it's kind of exciting. I mean, you, you waited a few years for this opportunity, and now it's a chance to cash in. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the bright side of it for sure. Um, but like I said, right now, just waiting, seeing what's going to happen, you know, talking with my agent, and, uh, you know, just seeing what route, you know, what's going to happen. Based on the what you did the first three years, I know this year, obviously, injury shortened a little bit. But yep. you have to feel like you will have options. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you know, this business is it's tricky. You know, you don't know how things will work out. You know, nothing is nothing is certain in this business. So, 
Um, like I said, just it's been in you know communication with my agent, and uh, you know whenever that time comes when we cross that bridge, uh, just you know just see how everything gonna play out. Have you had talks with these guys here and your interest level in coming back? Oh, I mean, I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I've, I've, I'm comfortable here. You know, I, you know, I, obviously, I have a really high interest level of coming back. All right, so that's free agent to be wide receiver Jamison Crowder after his fourth year in the NFL and with the Redskins complete. Uh, and again, Jamison Crowder only playing nine games, a total of 428 snaps, 290 in the pass game um, for Jamison Crowder, only five when the uh, or, or five rushes I should say and 133 as a run blocker meaning on the field for a running play according to profootballfocus.com and their premium stats subscription package he had a 60.9 overall grade out of 100 did Crowder 61.4 in the passing game 63.0 in the run game, 44.1 as a run blocker. Only one penalty for Crowder, and the 60.9 cumulative grade uh, graded him as the 17th highest, 17th highest offensive cumulative grade uh, on the Redskins. And in case you're wondering, Josh Doxson was a little bit ahead of him at 63. Uh, point three, Paul Richardson for the uh, less than half season that he played, 64.7. Uh, so then a couple of wide receivers ahead of him. Now, obviously, not as many of these players that were ahead of him played anywhere near the type snaps or the amount of games that Jamison Crowder played in. But it just needs to be pointed out, this is a cumulative grade uh, that Pro Football Focus uh, puts out. So as far as Crowder goes, just a little bit more uh, inside the numbers, again, according to ProFootballFocus.com and their premium stats package. Uh, when you look at Crowder, again, his high grade of the year from an offensive perspective came against the Tennessee Titans. He drew a 72.0 uh, overall grade, 74.8 in the passing game. So that was uh, really good. And if you look at his grades for his career, uh, just via pro football focus, again, a 60.9, that was his lowest cumulative grade in 2018. In 2017, a 72.7 uh, overall uh, for Jamison Crowder in a lot more snaps, of course, 670 compared to the 428 that he played in 2018. 66.9 in 2016 on 780 snaps, 69.5, again, all out of 100 in 784 snaps for Jamison Crowder, according to profootballfocus.com. Uh, so just quickly taking uh, a look at Crowder in terms of like what he was able to do, um, you know, just kind of like looking at his season as a whole, he averaged 13.4 yards uh, per reception and 
had 212 yards after the catch. Now, you, you may remember, of course, a huge chunk of that came in the fourth quarter of that blowout game, 40 to nothing, going into the fourth quarter when he had the 76-yard touchdown catch and run against the New York Giants. So he had 86 yards after the catch in that particular game. Again, 75 or 76 of it came on that one play when the game was way, 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 way decided. So really, in all actuality, he had less than 140 yards after the catch when game games actually mattered. 7.3 yards after the catch per reception was his average. Again, a long of 79 uh, overall. um, So I guess they they graded it as a 79. I thought it was a 76 uh, yard reception. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is uh, it was really uh, kind of an inconsequential uh, moment there for Jamison Crowder. So there are a couple of numbers there uh, for you for Jamison Crowder. Again, um, 44 targets on the year, 29 receptions, a 65.9 reception percentage, 388 yards, and two touchdowns. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 158. I hope you enjoyed the Skin Spotlight and hearing from Jamison Crowder and as well all of the rumors and notes and all of that good stuff on the Redskins coaching situation and who might be coming and who might be leaving, uh, plus a couple of alumni updates. Have a great weekend. Uh, We will be back as soon as we can, barring breaking news and developments warranting another podcast. Again, don't forget to go to my bookie. Uh, and check them out, especially with all the action this weekend. Have yourselves a great weekend. Episode number 158 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Adios.